All right. Uh, Flask, you want to play a jingle and we'll get started. Okay. Uh, Flask, when, when are you gonna? Always. When are you gonna actually do a jingle? Didn't you hear it? No, I mean, just like every episode, you just were silent. Well, I mean, sometimes you say something or like a joke or something, but you didn't hear the jingle. I heard it in my in my head. All right. Uh, well, Flask, welcome to the Broken Campfire Podcast. Um, Thank you. A podcast that for eight episodes now has lacked a proper proper introduction jingle, and it's probably why we're not top rated on iTunes right now. Uh, I'm your host, Andy. I'm joined by three of our regulars, the King of Keeley and current Vito Brain holder, John. Hi, how you doing, everybody? It's real great to be here. Thanks for thanks for asking me out again. <laughs> our uh, CAC, Greg. What does that mean? Chief Anime Consultant. Oh, yeah. Hello. <clears throat> and uh, I, Flask, I guess. You know, Hi, that guy. And uh, yeah, I guess Flask. Whatever you can. What are you? What are you been doing recently, Flask? Hearing the music where no one else can. Right, but video game wise or other thing wise. Oh, uh, well, I haven't had too much time lately for gaming, but. Uh... What have you been studying recently, Flask? <laughs> <laughs> oh, video games. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, recently the only real game I've been playing, uh, picking away at a little bit is, uh, finally got around to Metro Exodus. Um, I've played the okay. previous two Metro games and I like, I haven't played anything in that, in that series. What do you think of it? Um, gotta be honest. It's, it's, there's something different. There's something like weirdly more jank about it than the previous games. <laughs> really? You don't so like it's worse. It's 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 hard to pinpoint exactly what the difference is. This uh, is maybe it's this the is Metro three, right? Yeah. Yes, the third game okay. in the series, yeah. Um I mean maybe it's like it's semi open world now, whereas before it was like linear levels, linear shooter levels. Now it's there's like areas to explore and you have missions in that area. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Maybe that's just like revealing the cracks that were already there in the more than I see. But it, like, like I don't know. Just something about <laughs> it is like off <laughs> and 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 kind of boring a little bit. I don't know. It's weird. Or maybe I'm just not in the mood. That's possible. What too. uh, what part are you at? I didn't get that far in. I like, I the. I mean, you get on the train and you're like going to different places. Uh, I didn't get that far. Um, I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's also possible that I'm just not that in the mood for the type of game right now. I, did you play the first two like fairly recently? Like, are, could you just no, be no, kind of sick of that years ago? Okay. Like more when they came out each one. I kind of wish Vito was here because I, I know he's a big fan of this series. Would love to see what uh, he thinks. Yeah, maybe I should ask him. Yeah. Um, there were uh, parts I liked. 
Oh, you okay. played it all with yeah, me? Yeah, I played it. I played it when it came out. Oh, okay. I uh, bought like it on two the years old. Epic Store. I think it's kind of funny, like, the, uh... Just, like, the interactions with characters in the game feel very, uh... I guess I'll use the word again, janky. Awful? Like, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> there's one, too. Awful. They, uh, what's what's they, with that? Like, why is it they so... They don't improve. Why is it like that? <laughs> like, in a, in a scene where everyone has to, like, say something at the same time, it's just, like, completely mangled... Yeah, yeah. I don't like. I don't know. Anyway, maybe it's because they're a, a not a like, I don't know. huge studio or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, so I have I didn't play much of that, but uh, I, I might be kind of petering off of it. Um. Other than that, uh, well, the Good Place ended recently. A show NBC show sitcom. Um, yes, I think. Uh, I don't have too much to say about it myself, but uh, I've been watching it since it since like season one, and it's really worth it. I would say, very worthwhile. Um, yeah, I, I not your, I not watched, your garden uh, variety sitcom. <laughs> I watched all four seasons in one week. Yeah, I was gonna say I think you'll probably talk more about it because you yeah. just watched it. I got some thoughts, but suffice it to say, it has depth that the discerning, you know, sitcom connoisseur will appreciate so recommend sure uh a show that i won't recommend is uh an adaptation of a comic book i read that recently uh released on netflix and that's lock and key have any of you guys I've, seen that I've, on netflix? I've seen the the title card on netflix okay so it, it's it's adapted from a, a comic book by joe hill and uh it's just like fucking another adaptation that I just can't get behind. Like, why are they all bad? <laughs> or why are they all, like, fucking with the source material? Uh, it, it's not even that I love the source material. Like, the comic book is, is good, but I don't love it. But the show makes changes to the story that just, like, create plot holes and characters are notably mm-hmm. worse in both personality and action. So the show just like invents things to complain about. For just me, not good. Yeah. So if you want, like, if you read the premise, if anyone reads the premise and thinks, thinks it sounds at all interesting, just honestly read the comics because it's weird too. The show is like PG thirteen, whereas the uh, the comic book is like a reasonably enjoyable R. Mm. <laughs> so the PG thirteen even... show is more like a teen drama. And this comic book is like a an actual like horror comic. I don't know what turned me off from it, but the other night I was flipping through the Netflix looking for a thing to watch, and I did see that. And I remembered, I glanced at the description, and was like, "Nah." And I ended up uh, <laughs> ended up rewatching Blade Runner. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, that's probably a good choice, honestly. Yeah, because uh, maybe I'll check out that comic though if you think it's really good. Well, as I said, don't love the comic, but it's good enough to read, I would say. Okay. And it's a better it's a, it's version a, of the story than the show. Voice. Yeah. Right. Like, I was with the okay. show early on, and that just fucks up. So, nah. I'll get you. That's, uh, all right. that's all I got to talk about right now. All right, cool. Gregory, what have you been uh, doing recently? 
Well, I've been living my life <laughs> to the fullest, Andy. Nice. I've, uh... I'm genuinely glad to hear that. Next person. I've... Oh, my God. <laughs> I've been, uh, playing a lot of Final Fantasy XIV. New, the new patch came out, and I've been, uh, doing a lot of stuff in that. Like, uh, they added something called, uh, they added a new trial called the Ruby Weapon, which is a, uh, I believe a super boss in Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, well, uh, I think the Ruby Weapon, yes, yes it is, but I think the Ruby Weapon might be one of those things that shows up in a bunch of different games, unless I'm confusing Uh, with the Omega I have no idea, I've only ever played 14 and 15, so I have no idea, but, uh, I killed him a bunch of times, got his weapon, uh, I know me and my group have, uh, started doing, like, the Savage Raids, which are, like, the endgame raids for this patch, and, uh, we're working on getting enough money to buy a mansion when the new mansions come out. We have, uh, I think 40 million right now? Damn. No, we have way more than 40 million, I'm sorry, we have must have, like... We have, like, over 100 mil, I think. Well, I don't know the, the exchange rate, is it, but, uh... It's a gil, it's, uh gil. Yeah, it's Gil. Or, I just call it Gil. I don't know what the hell it's called. I think, but, uh, I, yeah. I, me and my brother, like, it's, it's called Gil in, like, every game. We always just call it gold. Because, like, <laughs> Gil it just sounds kind of weird to say. Uh, I mean, I think of my character right now, because we do, like, a bunch of treasure maps, and then we, uh... Like, sell all the stuff together and then just dish out the money to each other. Yeah. I think in our last run, we made, like, 30 million gold. And, like, I cool. still need to sell everything. Cool. What, so what does a mansion get you? Just a place to hang? Uh, yeah. So, we have a house, like a regular house right now. But, uh, basically me and Eric have been trying to get a mansion since we started playing this game. Like, three or four years ago. And we keep either... A, not having the money, or two, something stupid happens. Like, uh, the last time we were about to get a mansion, our, uh, silly guild leader, uh, refused to, uh, get on and give us permission to go into the guild bank. So we couldn't buy the house. So we were just like, alright, guess we ain't doing this. But, uh, so yeah. wait, I, I, I would love to know how that's been a goal for years and, like, the, the hang up. One of the major hangups was the guy wasn't online to let you do it. So basically, we didn't have the money, and we basically okay. just con- we just constantly kept dumping our money into the bank. So we were like, "All right, when a mansion comes up, we'll come out, get the money, and we'll go." But we couldn't get the money out of the bank to spend it on a house when the house came up. If that makes sense. Wait, so oh, so it's yeah, a I mean, I, I understand that. But yeah. Like, all right. So basically. Houses can you, like, are, get the money now, or... Yes, or, like, we can get the money now, but houses are a limited thing. So, if you have a house, you're the only person that owns that house in that plotting area. And... Is it like... Is it housing like, uh, is, uh, housing is limited. Is it like arcades no, or whatever, where there's, like, actual real estate in the world? Yes. You can obtain? Okay. Basically, if you own a mansion, you're, uh, you're like big dick of the server, basically. You got status. Yeah, you got status. As, as me and Eric like to say, you're, uh, one of the high class. If you mm-hmm. own a, uh, like a private house, a small house, you're, uh, you're one of the lower filth. Trash. Right. And then you could just, basically, there's like, there's like four houses. There's the mansions, the house, the small cottage, and then if you're, like, 
poor and pathetic, you can live in an apartment in the apartment complex. Yeah, that's, that's who wants to do that, right, guys? Fucking pathetic. <laughs> You're well. Listen, you can't buy a house. You might as well not own anything. Wise words, wiser words, never spoken. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah. So we've been doing a bunch of that stuff, doing a lot of Final Fantasy stuff, and then I started uh playing a bunch of spooky games recently, also. Yes. Yes. Ah. Uh, yes. yes. I, uh, Yes, I am a very big fan of horror, like horror games. Like I started playing, I believe a few good friends of mine watched me play uh, something called Convenience Store last night. That was a uh, that was a pretty good watch. Um, and then we watched, then we started playing World of Horror, which was uh, basically like a Junji Ito game. I like to call it. Because it just really reminds me of Junji Ito shit. By, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I, I think I mean on the Steam webpage. I think it like explicitly says inspired by Jojo Ito. Yeah, it's like just his art style, <laughs> literally. Yeah, no, yeah, it's literally his art style, and then some of the old god stuff from Lovecraft. But uh, that's a blast. And uh, yeah, we got to pick that back up again. I, I really enjoyed watching you do that, and we only like we we like did like the tutorial mission. Which looking back, I don't really. I we mean, did, we uh, did lose it. But we like the, it's no, pretty we short. That. And everything. We did the tutorial. We beat that, and then we did. And uh, then we did like one or two. Yeah, we did like missions. the first case, which I thought right. was a lot of fun. I wonder how much content is in that game, because it. I don't know if like it didn't feel like we did all that much, but I don't know if like the game has a whole lot more to it. I yeah, I have know. no idea. We'll have to find I, out. And I know it's a rogue light, so there is some variance every time you play. Well, yeah, when we, uh, when we failed that one game, or the first one level, and then we came back... Oh, yeah, it, that's it right, it was a different enemy. Different, right. uh, different enemy, different, uh, like, different setup, a bunch of different rooms. Right, right. I was pretty tired last night, but, uh, was I... Am I wrong that you had, like, a skull face and gills by the end of the day? <laughs> you did. So, <laughs> in the span of a day, we decided to make ourselves Kiryu, and we decided... We ended up getting sick... Growing gills, and then I found a mask, and I put the face mask on, and now everyone just hates me, I guess. Well, yeah. Well, you look like a skeleton. Yes, but there's also a creepy man. Uh, before I, uh, what do you call? It? Before I got off, I peeked out my door, and there was a guy that was uh, just staring at. Out my oh yeah, thing. I saw that. He was just chilling there. That's I was spooky. like, wow, that ain't good. Yeah, what a was cool, man. Yeah, I'm hoping to play a lot of it. That first That's... game you, you showed us, not convenience store, but the one oh, that you looked like Minecraft. Yeah, that, that game would looked real bad. So I, I went mean, back would... and played that uh, before, like when I got home from work to like, see if there was like I missed anything. And uh, so there was like a crocodile in one part, and it was like unnecessary. It was just completely out of the blue. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" It was like made for you. Yeah, dude. But uh, it was all right. I guess there's like a bunch of games like that style, so I'm mm-hmm. probably gonna buy them all, play them all, <laughs> and uh, that's really it. Other than working and being sad and pathetic, oh, and watching yeah, anime. Here. Not not same here on that, but the first thing, yes. No, you already said it, man. No. All right, cool. Uh, our king of Keeley, my liege. What have you been doing recently? Oh, well, you know, 
Um, there was a lot to do a folk song about what you've been doing recently. <laughs> Nothing too out of the ordinary. Uh, I did pick up. No, I did. I did pick up a uh, Wolson, Lord of Mayhem. Oh yeah, I was. I was really interested in that. How are you Which, liking it? Well, for the first, this is no exaggeration either. I believe for the first three to five days, the servers were not like hard to get into, but taken down. Because, oh, oh, wow. like, I guess too many people were trying to join and madness, you know. Uh, yeah, I'm actually sure. looking at it. Yeah, February 20th, servers are back online. So I can see one back on the 20th. No, uh, Wolson, Lord of... No, I mean, like, what, what type of game is it? Oh, oh, uh, Diablo-style action RPG. Uh, You run around, you point click. Okay. A little bit more movie. There's, like, a dash button. This focuses a little bit more on the action side. Although, I don't know. It, uh, me and Kurt are the only ones. It's four players. Uh, me, and, me and Kurt are doing a two-player run. And we are just breezing through everything. Except the bosses are strangely difficult. I mean, we still slaughtered them. <laughs> but, like, the difficulty like... between the bosses and the regular characters. You know, I get it. The boss can be harder. But it's like, you go from... I didn't even know the button you needed to use, like, uh, potions to... I had to just start spamming potions. Oh. <laughs> is it, like, Diablo easy? It is pretty darn easy, yeah. I don't know, I'm not that... Well, no, because Diablo, we melted through the bosses just as easily as the fucking enemies. I mean, we, we like, hit Diablo so hard he had to go into his <laughs> next stage before he died. <laughs> Uh, but we're not all the way through. I think there's three acts or something, and we're just on starting act two. Uh, yeah, so far it's pretty fun. I'm hoping pretty, there's more. Uh, pretty unique one of those games, or like you feel like you just kind of like if you play Diablo, you play this game. Uh, they do the the leveling up system a little different, or the class system. You don't like start by like, oh, I'm gonna be a barbarian, or I'm gonna be a necromancer. Uh, you start the, like, you know, you can pick uh, melee, ranged, or magic. And that really just kind of how they distribute your stats in the beginning. Doesn't right. matter too much. But then after that, you just, um, depending on what weapon you're using, you can pick up these, like, skill orbs. And you can only use them if you're using such and such a weapon. Like, oh, if you're using a staff, you know, it'll be a bunch of magic moves. So, I mean, you can, like, swap between different things. Or you could have, like, a magic item in one hand and a melee item in another hand and kind of do, like, a, okay, a hybrid. Yeah, it's pretty neat. The only thing I'm worried age. about is that we've got we've got to act two, and I'm hoping that there's more abilities because I, I think I've seen all the ones for for melee right now. So I'm That's hoping there's lame. more. They have pledged to do like you know keep doing content though and keep the game going for a while. Is it an so, early access game or? It was early access, but it did it came out of early access. I think maybe nice. like the end of July or something, or at okay. middle of I don't know some somewhere around there. Did you say you're just entering chapter two? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just we looking at the played... Steam page. Like the first the first review is not recommended based on what's after chapter two. Oh no. That's not a good sign. We've got about ten hours in there, probably like eight hours of gameplay. You know, those first few days we were just trying to get in. Yeah, I figured it out. out. Yeah. But that's uh besides that. I don't think I've played any new games. Damn. Well, uh, I, Dragon I Ball Fighters. They got their oh, season, yeah, season three, three. Uh, patch. 
which adds, uh, you can pick multiple assists for all the characters, a lot of balance changes. So if you're a Fighters fan... Well, check that out later. Check it out. Uh, John, when was the last Fighters time you played that? Uh, I played Knoxville a few, few hours ago. Well, yeah, I mean before that. I meant, oh, bad. Uh, a week or two, three. Oh, I was just wondering, like, how much Zen you got back, like, when you logged on. Oh, oh yeah. uh, yeah, I don't know. I did have, I did expend all mine, and I think I got like three hundred thousand or something. They just throw it at you. Yeah, I remember the once I logged on and I had seriously several million, and it took me like actually like just ten minutes of just mashing the buttons to buy all the things. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just tediously clicking buttons to exchange, turn my fake currency in for fake rewards. <laughs> you gotta collect the stickers. You gotta get them all. You interested in any of the season three fighters? I I don't know who all's been announced yet, other than um, there was another Goku. I remember there was uh, Ultra Instinct what? Goku is due to come out in September, um, spring, sometime in spring, right? And then they uh, Kefla, which is a Dragon Ball Super character, right. a fusion of two Lady Saiyans, comes out the twenty eighth, twenty sixth. If you buy the season pass, I don't think I'm gonna buy the season pass this season though. Uh. Okay, I'll I'll see the characters. I'll feel it out. I have bought the last two though. Yeah, I mean, I've not bought any of them. I've got a couple of characters just from buying them, but I I would not. Uh, so so far, this this pass is a pass for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm gonna need to see a Master Roshi or something. Something That's really Raditz. <laughs> not a Raditz. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a Hercule. Double Sunday! Hercule, Hercule would be good. Give me a, a King Kai. Something something weird. Give me would a second strange. form cell, please. A second form cell would be cool. That First be form cool. cell would even be cool. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, do, if you're going to make clones of your characters, whatever. Yeah, stop every, cloning Goku. Does that. Just stop cloning Goku. Yeah. Clone, clone the characters. Clone cell. Find another Is, clone uh, for me. Well, since you people asked, we'll clone Vegeta. <laughs> oh, no. Is Turtles in the game? <laughs> no. No. We do have Bardock, That's, that's one Goku kinda... clone. Would be uh, something interesting. I do you like Bardock? He's one of my favorites. Roderick? Is t Wait, Tarbles? Is Tarbles in the game? No. Nope. He's not in the game, but, you know... Sky's the limit, but there's still three more characters to be announced for season three, so you never know. Uh, Chao Su's in the game. Chao uh, Su! In a roundabout way, yeah. Does All he right, show he up as an assist to just explode on someone? You as a super, yeah. yeah. You can use him as PN's like, super <laughs> to explode. He's like, he, yeah, no, seriously, it's like a that that game has different levels of supers, right? There's like yeah, like three bars, one bar, five three bars, bar, five yeah, and hit that's a five bar, and it like it doesn't it do a shitload of damage to Shen, but it kills them. No, 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 you're well, no, no, no. So it's a three bar. You're thinking of he has two. So he has two big specials. He has the three bar where Chaozu comes out and explodes, and right, right, and you oh, you and actually lose bar. a move. But he also he has the the tribeam cannon where you can use all of your that's bars. Right. <clears throat> And then, yeah, it hurts you every time you use, like, an additional bar, which is it's, it's pretty sweet. He did that against He's a pretty so. cool character. Yeah, he, yeah I, I like to use him. All right, cool. You got anything else, John? 
No, that's that's. I reckon that's about it. All right. Uh, so I've been uh, I've been playing Slay the Spire recently, and it's kind of funny. Uh, I was listening to the most recent podcast earlier today, just you know, getting into the mood. And uh, then I said that my relaxing game was Streets of Rogue, and now that game is Slay the Spire. So there definitely is just something about roguelikes for me that just like grabs me. Anyway, Slay the Spire is like a um, single player roguelike card game, and I've always kind of like had this thing about me where I've been very against digital card games. It just seems like kind of a I don't know. I I realize I'm the wrong one here, but it just seems like a weird way to experience card games. And for that bias alone, and plus I didn't like Hearthstone. It's probably a big contributor. I mean, I unless, it's like a game a game, unless it's like a game where the card collecting isn't like an important aspect and the card game, like, uh, I think that's the main thing. Yeah. The focus. Yeah. No, that's, that's a very good way to explain it. And that that's accurate. And, and slide slay the spire. absolutely is main focus is just to, you know, learn the mechanics and get the good cards. There's a bit of RNG to it, what cards you find along the way and everything, but it's a very enjoyable game. I've beat, uh, I've beat Act 3 with three of the characters now, and I've had three or four attempts on the heart, and still haven't beat it yet. It's one of those games where you beat it a couple times, and then you unlock, you know, the next big boss. Actually, I think it only does that once. Um... And to that end, I think my, uh, I think maybe my biggest criticism of the game is that I feel like it does need more content. Um, but maybe that's not fair for me to say. John, you've played it. Like, what do you think about that? Like, do you think uh, do you feel like there's enough there, or I kind of feel like I, I like the first time I got to the end and won, I I'm not even trying to like. You know, something like a dick, but I seriously thought, like, wait, that's it? And I realized I didn't, like, beat the heart or anything, you know? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, I think you've probably, at this point, you might have seen more of the game than I have. Oh, um, really? Wow. Yeah, because I, I, I got all the characters, or all the cards for the the first two characters, but I don't even, I didn't even really bother. I, I like roguelites, but the, the card thing was kind of like, I'm not as big on, you know, like, uh, deck builders like that. Right. Oh, I did sure. play it for a while and I did enjoy it. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it does seem like they need just like an infusion of new cards. I know they did just make that or did add the new character, which is cool. Yeah. I think maybe yeah. instead of focusing on a new character, I don't know if they keep, plan to keep doing stuff, but maybe instead of doing a new character, maybe they should have uh, just gave more cards to the existing characters or something. Something like that, sure. And maybe um, they still will. I'm not. I'm not too sure. I also don't like that, like, the the unlock mechanic is really weird. You have to play, actually, a lot of runs with one character to unlock all the cards for that character. And it's not like a deck collecting thing where you unlock the cards, now you can use them. It's more like you unlock the cards, and now they appear in your future runs, like roguelikes. I, I feel like that kind of mechanic probably would have been better done with just the relics and stuff, which they do do, but... Locking cards behind gameplay is kind of weird for a card builder. At least for me, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I um, think it's... Uh, I, th- I think the way... Or like an easy way they could have solved it is like the more cards you have unlocked, 
like the faster you start unlocking them, or like maybe yeah, like or maybe like if you beat system. the yeah, if you got to the end with the character, like then the cards would just automatically unlock, and yeah, then otherwise sure. yeah, it, it, yeah. But just the the way they kept it throughout, by the time you get to the second or even more so the third character, you're like why. Why do I gotta keep going just to unlock this card? Like I'm already doing fine. Just give me the card. Yeah. I already understand the game and how to play it. That that's what I felt when um, I was doing a silent run, and I was you know I think I was in a chat talking with you guys. And the silent for those of you who haven't played it is like an assassin type character, and uh, one of his primary builds is a poison build. And I had a, a sweet ass poison build going right, and. I was talking to you guys about it, and you were like, oh, you have Corpse, Corpse Explosion yet? And I was like, oh, I don't have that card. And that card, you know, if one person who's poisoned dies, then it does his total health to every person, every other enemy in the in the room. So it's it's literally the best card for that build that I was going with. And it just sucks that, like, I, I had no chance of getting that card any, anywhere through that run, even though I had, like, the build going for it. And the the fact that like the the card RNG is one thing I'm not a big fan of. Just like selecting your card every floor and or I don't know. I'm kind of here and there about that. I guess I don't want to say I'm not a big fan of it because I get why the game is structured that way. So it's, it's a pretty fun, relaxing game though. Like if I only have like 45 minutes before bed, you know, you can mm-hmm. just about beat the game in that time. So I enjoy it. For that, and one of our buddies has been watching me play a bit too, so that's been fun. Other Can you beat that, the game in that amount of time just because you're like practiced at it by this point? Or is uh, that I, a usual thing even early on? I'm. It's definitely. It's a little faster because I'm practiced because and so like I have a better idea about what cards I want to pick and what choices I want to make and any of the many places the game gives you choices to make. But honestly, like, it doesn't really save all that much time. Like, here's the thing. Like, by the time you're good enough to get to the end, you're probably good enough to make those choices pretty quickly anyway. So, like, a slow playthrough might take, like, I don't know, an hour 15 or an hour 20 versus, well, like, a yeah. straight straight hour to beat the game. But it, it's designed like that. And the, the ramping of the game is that every time you beat Act 3, which is not the final boss... But every time you beat Act 3, you unlock another difficulty modifier to your run that you can choose to enable called the Ascension. And you climb to Ascension 20 is the is the goal. But, you know, it just you depends on how much you're spider? interested. Exactly. And it just depends <laughs> on how much you're, uh, you know, just depends on how much you're engaged in the gameplay loop for how high you want to go on the Ascension ladder. Right. There's no real reward other than just unlocking another Ascension. Other than that, though, uh, I've been, as you said, I've been watching The Good Place. I finished it in about a week. <laughs> um, I kind of actually coincidentally started it. Like, I was perusing the Netflix, and I saw it on there, and you'd recommended it many times, so I started it. And it wasn't after, it wasn't until I talked to you later on that day that I knew that the series had had finished for good. So that was actually just very coincidental. Yeah, time. I noticed it was coincidence. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. So, uh, John, Greg, have you guys seen that show or know, know anything about it? Nope. Nothing. It's a pretty funny show. There's 13 episodes a season, 4 episodes a season. 
or sorry, four seasons. There's it's an NBC sitcom, and it stars uh, Kristen Stewart. She dies and goes to heaven, the good place. And there, you know, the way that it works is that you're paired into communities of three hundred some other people, uh, based on like heaven's soul matching algorithm or whatever. And those communities are run by an architect. The architect in this is a uh, Ted Danson. He's fantastic as Michael. It's a really, really delightful role all the way through. And long story short, uh, Eleanor, uh, the girl who died, basically doesn't belong in the good place. She was not a good person. She was like really selfish, uh, basically a bitch. And, uh, in heaven, they pair you with your soulmate as your housemate. And nice. her soulmate is an ethics professor. So it's about her trying to figure out the system that allowed her to, you know, be lost in heaven, basically. Be misplaced while more, into while, heaven. <laughs> right. While more importantly, trying to learn from the ethics professor how to look good enough that she doesn't trip off the immortal architect being that uh she doesn't belong there. And that that's the premise for season one. That's the fun thing about the show is that the every season basically has a whole new premise where to even like give you like a sentence about what that season's about would spoil everything about the season before it. Yes. Okay, okay. I think that's part of what we both like about the show is that it's constantly moving and it doesn't get bogged down it's, it's very genre savvy like for a sitcom yes. it's fantastically genre savvy and very refreshing like maybe that's the thing i should highlight the most is that anytime like i even saw on the subreddit there are people complaining that the series needed more filler anytime <laughs> that anytime that i felt a plot was like starting to drag on or like i felt like i knew where things were going the thought the thread was like closed right there or like ended each season has a thing where it sets up the main plot that you think is going to carry through a season. And keep in mind, these are short seasons, 13, 20-minute episodes. And then halfway through the season, you know, things will totally twist and turn to the point where, like, by the end of the season, it, you know, it all makes sense. It's, it's very narratively satisfying, but um, the pace at which it moves and changes things up is pretty uncommon for a sitcom. It's very refreshing. I it's so, yes. it's uh, <clears throat> created by Michael Shore, who co-created Parks and Rec, and also wrote on The Office. So, you know, has a has good, good a resume. good good resume behind it. Uh, you do. You guys should definitely check it out, though, John and Greg. Like, yeah, I'd love to talk more about it. I have to watch it's funny that you know. Yeah, you should. I've uh... you, you, you absolutely should. Like, I. I definitely think it's one of those shows that you will know by, like, the end of the first or second episode if you're going to like it. You know? Like, right. it, it grabs you pretty quickly. I've never first three uh, seasons are on Netflix. seen Parks and Rec, so I don't mm. know. And I'm mm. not a big fan of The Office. It is nothing like those shows, though. I was just saying, like, like that, that guy is from those shows. Except for still being, like, a, a comedy, essentially. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess, like, a 20-minute sitcom, yeah. But it's funny, right. the reason I kept recommending it to you is because of, like, the, uh, the, the savvy aspects, yeah, of the show. Yeah. I was like, this 
this totally works for me because of that. It would work for you too. I know it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, man, the, I was talking about it with Michelle the other day, who's been watching it, and there, there really is almost no stone the show leaves unturned in exploring mm-hmm. its premise. And final note I'll say about it because my thoughts are coming to me as I'm. This is a show I just recently finished the whole thing, so I'm kind of like, you know, stream of consciousness here. But I guess the final note of praise I'll give is that it has such a satisfying finale, which is fantastic for a sitcom. Um, though Flask and I have our disagreements about some of the philosophy that goes into the finale, I think that it gives like such a satisfying in. Like to the character arcs and the plot threads left hanging yes. by then. It's it fantastic. does stick the landing. All right, but yeah, that, that's all I got. Well, all right, you've convinced me. Like I said, I'm going to give it a few episodes. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking to the audience too, John. You you were part of the audience in this case. Well, John as the king is the is the primary audience actually. Oh, so if he starts yeah. watching it, everyone else will get on board. I'm imagining all of us, like me, you, and Greg, just kind of like sitting around a table, like podcasting, and John's on a throne just watching. <laughs> I drag it waiting. over to the campfire every night. Loudly. Solid <laughs> gold throne. All right. Well, we've got, um, we haven't done the news in, I think, three episodes. So <laughs> we've got a long list of topics that we want to touch on here and there. But I think. Let's be kind to our podcasting hosts here. Let's take a few minutes to break. Alrighty. Alright, who's the wise guy? Hey man, welcome back. Who's the wise timer? How you doing, man? Alright. Just wondering, man. You know I love you, right? Yeah, you're like, right. you're like the, I wouldn't say best friend, you're like top ten, dude, top five, I'll give you top five, dude. I can deal with that. It's a good number. I love you, man. Say it back. Welcome back. I think Greg... You had something you wanted to mention before we jumped into the news? Hello, yes. I wanted to add one more thing. I forgot about it, even though I was literally playing it before I got on. Okay, uh, what's that? So I've been playing Fallout 4 again. But oh, yeah. I cool. have modded the entire game to basically be a horror game. And mm. it is probably the most fun I've had with Fallout uh, ever. Oh man, you gotta stream that sometime. I'll watch that. That sounds cool. Sure. Like, uh, basically, I downloaded uh, I downloaded like seven or eight other mods. I don't even remember half their names. But uh, one was uh, called Whispering Hills, which is getting a lot of uh, like publicity, I guess, recently from okay. it. Okay. And it basically makes the game like Silent Hill like. But uh, I started a new game, and right as I got out of the vault, there was like these uh, it, like fog just encroached me super fast and a bunch of nurses from Silent Hill just uh, fucking started chasing me. <laughs> like actual nurses? Yeah, like actual nurses. nurses. And I was like, oh shit, what do I do? Oh, I'll just shoot them. 
And literally my shots did about, like, probably like not even a quarter of their health per hit. So I was basically out of ammo. I was just like, well, alright. So I had like six nurses following me for like half the game. Or like half, until I got to a uh, Concord. And had uh, that one dude with the laser musket shoot them all and kill them for me. So, so you're not playing a new campaign, you're just adding a bunch of mod stuff to the existing Fallout 4 campaign? So, yes, but I'm also doing, like, basically I'm just playing the whole game over again, but I'm also, like, I added, like, a bunch of stuff to it. Like, uh, I added this one mod that I always, I like to use a lot, it's called Zombie Walkers, mm-hmm. and it just makes, it adds a bunch of zombies to the game, and makes them, like, you can change all the settings with them. It adds, like, an infection to it where if people get bitten or they get killed, they'll uh, turn into zombies. And I made it where only headshots will kill them. So it's uh, it's pretty fun. Like, I was, I made it just before I got on, I got to Diamond City. And literally they were being attacked by at least 40 zombies. And they were just ripping them apart. It was insane. So are there like a bunch of creatures now in the game? Yes, there's a bunch of like of different monsters. new creatures. There's uh this one thing that I really don't want to, uh I don't want to spoil because you're gonna watch. It's a lot of pretty pretty freaky seeing it for the first time. Hmm. But uh yeah, I'm very excited to play that game more. Sounds like sounds like you just modded Stephen King's The Mist into Fallout. <laughs> 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 kind of does. So uh, it's a lot of fun. Very, very fun. Alright. Although cool. when uh nice. although when like the actual story shows up it sucks immediately. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, I I've tried that game several times now. And I've gotten I play it all decently way. decently far into it. But it just I always bounce off of it. Yeah, I'm uh I'm very like in the middle the road with that where I play it and I love it and then if I play it for too long I'm like I hate this but then I always want to go back and play it again I get you yeah that's it I wish we had another one of those games that was good (laughs) (laughs) and you know I like the outer worlds but it's just you need something like that expansive, that big, to really scratch some of those itches. You know what I mean? The th- the thing is, in Fallout Four and, and seventy six, the biggest uh, thing that I thought was actually good was the combat. Like, I felt like they really refined the yeah, that is the, true. The feeling of the combat and the the way you uh, enter encounters and deal with them. I thought that was a great aspect. It's just like everything else that lets it down. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Well, let's uh, start running down our list of news topics here. I don't know how long these will take. Today, first few are kind of like fun. Then I got some less fun ones later. (laughs) Something to look forward to. Uh, So there's a new documentary I saw released that people are talking about. It's called "Pretending I'm Superman," and it's about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. I guess the creation of and the culture around it uh, by one of the game's producers. It's got to be called Pretending I'm a Superman, right? Oh, yeah, sorry. It's Pretending I'm a Superman. Yeah, my bad. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Is that out? No, it's out on the 29th. Well, it's... Oh, okay, uh, I was going to say. It premieres at a film festival on the 29th, so 
it'll probably be some months before any of us plebeians will get to see it. But it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I would actually like to see that. Did you guys have much of a much of a presence of Pro Skater growing up? I owned it for the N sixty four, actually, the first one. Um, I think I played I, Pro Skater I, three on the PlayStation. Oh, three, three. I mean, three yeah. is like classic, great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some people really like two. Less people like the first one, like as much as the sequels, but. Uh, yeah, that's the only one I had when I was a funny. kid. So, <laughs> huh. I have a very interesting, very funny, I guess, very funny story about uh, skating, pro skater. Okay. Where uh, I loved skating games when I was a kid, and I loved them so much, I begged my grandma to get me a skateboard. <laughs> that's good. And uh, yeah. she she got me a skateboard. And uh, there was this thing that I always saw people do was they would kick the board up and they would catch it in their hand. And I was like, oh, I no. can do that immediately. <laughs> and I I must have been like seven or eight at the time. I slammed super down, like hard on the skateboard. And it flung up and hit me in the hip. And oh. I, it fucking hurt so bad. I started like crying and I was like, I took... <laughs> I ended up taking the skateboard and throwing it in the garbage and never told my grandma about it. That's awesome. But, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, I just, I guess I like the games. I just don't like skateboarding in real life. I feel like so many people must have had that experience <laughs> because of those games. Oh, yeah. Maybe not with as much personal injury or more personal injury, <laughs> perhaps. Yeah, I guess it you know, it sounds like that's pretty mild in the scheme of things. I bet, I bet more personal injury as well. Let's see. I'm sure, there was a lot of bailing back in the back in the day. What are you, John? Did you play those games growing up? Uh, yeah, I believe I've played number three and four of the Pro Skater series. I, you know, I've played Underground. I don't know if I was going to bring that up, man. I don't know if they're going to touch those. I, I would say yeah, that was. I think that was the pinnacle of the series. Underground two was fun as well, but. Underground one was the best for me. I, I, think I also played over the American Wasteland, America but I don't have many fond memories of that one, or as many. I like that one as well. Not as much as Thug, though. Which was the one with the uh, your friend in the wheelchair? Which one was that one? Your f- uh, you had a friend who was in a wheelchair. And I, I believe- was a wheelchair character in Thug 2. I was thinking Thug 2, yeah, but... But he's more of a joke in the game? <laughs> like, he's a gag? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably what you're thinking of. I bet it's Thug too. Is what you can skate of. as him. Is that what yeah. you're thinking of? Yeah, probably. Friend enough. I do. I don't even. I don't remember. All I know is I think he gets like hit by a car or something. Probably yeah, Thug so, too. <laughs> I'm gonna be interested to see that when it comes out, or when we get access to it. Yeah, it's just interesting because, like, I mean, it's kind of sad what's been happening to that series these days. Yes. Uh, so yeah. this, I think, it's kind of an interesting time for a documentary like this to come out. I wonder what the, uh, what the inception of this idea was to make this documentary now. Yeah, yeah, I, I wonder. All right, uh, cool. I could probably look that up. <laughs> Resident Evil Three has had some images. Well, some images leaked earlier the week, and then 
today actually was the day that the preview embargo lifted, so there's now gameplay and stuff out there. I didn't watch much of the gameplay, but looks pretty cool. I mean, after Resident Evil 2, I don't think any of us are surprised that it looks pretty cool. But, you know, I'm I'm more interested in... I think we touched on this before, but I think I'm more interested in this game than I was RE2. Just because I loved RE2. But I've never played RE3 all the way through, I don't think. So, mm. it'll be cool to experience that. Yeah. I'm excited. I hope you can walk upstairs without a loading screen. <laughs> I uh, I love Resident Evil, and I'm very excited. I was very mm-hmm. happy about too. I saw some people online talking about, oh, they got to do four next, and I it made me mm-hmm. think like, am I the only one who thinks no. that four is like too far? Like they don't need to remake four. They right? do not need that. No, I agree. Like four holds up very well, I think, and I still think being it- released. If anything, they should remake CVX. Hell yeah, I was about CVX. to say Code Veronica. Oh, Code Veronica. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. Because that's an actual, Maybe. like, not great one <laughs> entry in the series. I, I bet if the... I bet if RE3 does well, you know, and they have the numbers for the, both those games, they're going to start churning them out. Although I hope they do... That I hope they don't lose focus on, like, new titles, you know, completely brand new sequels. Yeah. I mean, we have Resident Evil 8 coming out still right now. Do we? I was just going to ask about that. Yeah, I believe it's uh, in production. Okay. Is it it a sequel to Resident Evil 7 or is it another new thing? Do we know? Um, oh man, I did see see something about this, but I, I thought it was like, I thought they were saying that it's that it's not Ethan again? That is not the character from Resident Evil Seven. Well, I, I looked think it up I heard and that they were saying that people are saying something about werewolves. So I don't think there's a lot of good information <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah, probably not. That would be interesting if Resident Evil just turned into like almost like a horror anthology like a, series. Was like, like a, a supernatural game. Yeah, I don't know. Or at least having a, a good universe story that. each time. Completely. That would be yes. Yeah. Yeah, you would think that creatively that gives them a lot of room to go to, you know, if they, mm-hmm. I don't know, I I think there's a lot of d- decisions made based on branding and stuff like that, so I think this is an interesting direction that a, that a studio can go once they've used up all the usefulness of all of their iconic characters, you know, they've like done yes. them all to death so many times that now, you know, they truly have to like start again and like grow again, you know, in order to like keep that series going. Where's the Rebecca Barry Billy game? Uh, well, Barry's never going to be in another Resident Evil game, <laughs> uh, and we can go over that blast when we uh when we play Revelations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Okay. And uh, Rebecca um, Billy's like I think they forgot he existed, and Rebecca I don't think she can even like handle the job anymore. <laughs> well, she she was in the uh, the last CG movie as like a non-combatant scientist. Did you see the movie? Involved in the plot. Yeah, I've seen all Is the CG good? movies. I was like, I like that one. My favorite was the middle one, uh, Damnation. I thought that was, was the that one, like, the airport one. one. No, the, the airport one was the first one. Degeneration. <laughs> Which one was man. the second one? The second one was took place in like Eastern Europe and it starred Leon. 
Uh, yes, that's the one I was talking about. Okay, yeah, that's the best. Oh, one I, I haven't seen the new one yet. Yeah, I love that one. Where they have the, the, the last one is the, with Rebecca <laughs> is like super cheesy. Oh, I have to watch it then. I didn't know they made another one. Yep. Oh no. <laughs> Man, what if cool. what if what if they remake CV uh, Code Veronica and they make Steve like actually a good character? Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> like he's a badass somehow. I don't think they could make that man badass. <laughs> Claire! Yeah, I just... I love you. And it's just like, oh my god, you are... Now, I even remember playing it as a kid, and I was like, this is... You're a loser, dude. Who are you? <laughs> Father! God, I hated that dude so much. <laughs> well, he's... Not coming back. Thank god. This uh, this next one I had, kind of, I thought it was just kind of a funny. It's not really news, but uh, one of the guys behind Mass Effect said something like ninety two percent of players went Paragon, which oh, uh, really? yeah, which you know when I see that number, it's like I'm not surprised that most people went Paragon, but uh, to a nine to one split is like that. I did not expect that. I want to get crazy. I want Paragon. Now, if is that taking into account like literally every single playthrough statistic? Because that could it, like it, it's not just talking about every player's like first time. It's talking about every single time, right? right. And what is it to be? I mean, does it mean overall when you finish a game, you're more on a Paragon side than others, or people are ninety two percent likely to take any Paragon choice? So my guess is. I don't know the answer to those questions, but since Mass Effect is not a um, was not an online game, I imagine that they look at that those statistics from achievements, right? And so this would indicate that I I, I don't know. I mean, um, I guess it could mean a couple things. It could mean that. Of the players that only had one achievement, 92% of them had Paragon, or it meant that 92% of players had the Paragon achievement. And uh. you're right, they have different implications. I would like to see what he would say about Renegade, you know, because that doesn't necessarily mean that only 8% of players went Renegade, I guess. Yeah, the... I can't imagine that it's actually that low for, like... I don't know. But uh, the the point, though, like, the reason why that statistic was brought up was kind of, like, to highlight uh, there was a joke tweet or whatever. I'm not going to explain the joke, but, like, the point is developers spend a lot of time making content for bad for bad guys. And the truth is, is that most people don't want to play the bad guy. But, you know, I think there's also something in to be said for in Mass Effect. I don't, I don't know if that's, like, actually the best example for that because... The bad guy in Mass Effect was often just like an asshole or like, <laughs> ex- like super evil, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just punching reporters and stuff. That was one of the more mild ones. Yeah, one is like I think in three, disobedience. you uh, talk to that one doctor dude, and he wants to uh, like cure the um, like plague for the Krogan. 
And uh-huh. the bad guy choice is as he's going away, you just shoot him in the back. <laughs> yeah. You're like, you're like, oh, no, you're not doing that. <laughs> that is pretty awesome, though, actually. Stupid evil. I think also, the oftentimes the good playthrough is regarded as, like, the canon one. So I can understand right. why a lot of people would want to play, like, how they think the story should go. Or would go Absolutely. according to the writers, canonically. Yeah, I think Although, that's fair. I think for the most... Well, it, yeah, but in Mass Effect, it's not like you're a bad guy. You're just, like... You're always a good guy. It's just how you get it done, you know? Like, you're a renegade. Right. Right. But I, I do feel like that, for the most part, that's how I feel, at least. I wonder if it like, just uh, seems to me like, that... like, 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 yeah, like, yeah, no, no, I, I was agreeing with you. Like, I do feel, for the most part, you do want to do, like, the good... Like, Red Dead's a good example. Uh, and the first time I played through, I was just, like, uh, for the most part, I was a pretty good guy. Yeah. The fact that the game had karma in there at all made me a lot more reluctant to do what I normally do in those games. Like, I... I mean, I eventually got around to it, but like, I, I was like, "Fuck, I don't want to go on a killing spree and kill all these nice town folk." Yeah, right. you know, right I don't want to talk shit to everyone in camp. I just uh, Space exactly, yeah. Um, no, I wonder how much of it. Maybe this is like going too deep on it, but something you said, John, made me think that maybe there's something to be said for the fact that you are still a good guy. And so they want to give you the choice between good and evil, but the main story requires you to not just be a good guy. You have to be the hero that saves the galaxy. So right. the way that they make you evil doesn't feel meaningfully evil or meaningfully renegade or whatever. You're just kind of an asshole. I don't know if I, I'm not trying to criticize the game and I'm not saying that like that's even correct, but I wonder if thinking along those lines is what drives players to just like instinctively like, Okay, the main story has me be a hero, so it makes more sense that I'm a hero guy. Or how much of it is, like, you know, just people really wanting to play the good guy. Yeah. Usually the bad decisions of these types of games is, like, petty, and they don't affect what you ultimately end up doing, which is saving the universe, you know? It'd be cool if... Just, like, (laughs) shoot that guy. Just because... Sounds weird that I said it would be cool if, but... It would be cool if, uh... If like one of the ways you could be evil in Mass Effect is like you're you're the hero, right? But you're you also are a racist against like Krogan <laughs> or something like that. And so like when it comes to like the end of the game and like you could save everybody, you just choose not to save the Krogan. And like well, nobody there can are some like the, kind of choices. I, mean, like I that, guess right? there are some choices like that. You right? can you can end the Krogans, can't you? Can't you in the first one or the second one? Um, uh, uh, that's right. Decide to not cure the genophage. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's one. what Greg was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah literally... You can do bad things, but ultimately you are. There's no. Uh, well, at least in the first few Mass Effects, you know, third one, there's there's weird choices at the end. But, like, there's no <laughs> option. To be like, oh, I want to join. Um, what's his, what's the bad guy in the first one? The uh, Sephiroth. Oh yes, oh. Uh, Saren. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I want to join him. I, you know, obviously, because they have a trilogy and they gotta end the games. But it was always you were always gonna stop him. I think it would be funny <laughs> to be able to immediately be like a race traitor, like oh. betray <laughs> every every race of the uh, the alliance. Shepard, yeah, you save the galaxy. My, uh, I'll accept my ancient murderous mechanical squid gods. Sure, I don't. You know, suffer the pods <laughs> all the way. That would have made that game so much better. As Hero of the Galaxy, my first 
mandate is that women no longer vote. <laughs> anyway, on uh, that note, yeah, yeah, cyberpunk, uh, as we reported on, as you know, top journalists in our field reported on a couple weeks ago, was delayed. Of fear, fear not, cyberpunk fans, for cyberpunk 2077 dev team will work. Extra long hours after latest delay. <laughs> it's oh, weird to have goodness. this or have this just like come out and be said, but uh, yeah. Don't worry, um, crunch will happen. Just makes you feel bad. Yeah, and that kind of leads into the next article. That uh, there's a major union launches major union launches campaign to organize video game and tech workers. I don't really th- think any of us are like the kind of people to have the authority to speak on something like that big, but um, obviously it sucks that making that playing video games are really fun and awesome, but making them seems to just be a hell for most people involved. Yes, at most places where good games are made. Yeah, I think we need a new video game crash. <laughs> yeah, I mean that would be awesome, but. Ain't never gonna happen. I, t- I talk about this at work with some people because I know a lot of software guys there. Really sucks that like if you're passionate about this thing, making games, you know. And I'm not saying that all people who make games are artists, but there are probably, but, but there are people who are passionate about the art of it and everything, right? It just sucks that like the only way. Well, I don't know about the only, but <clears throat> the established path to make a name for yourself with those passions is just paved with so much like long hours and you know crunch time and burnout and everything blood sweat and tears yeah yeah exactly so hopefully that like goes the, well for them not that like it was worth it kind like the my life is ruined kind <laughs> like Absolutely. my physical health is at stake kind yeah like i i can't even imagine what it was like to be the people who we're still at Telltale when it closed. Those people found out that day, like the same time that you or I found out about Telltale closing, they were finding out. And yeah, there was man. no they, severance A lot of package. people found out about it uh, through Twitter. Uh, yeah, exactly. And those those crazy bastards were fucking hiring all through the summer. That happened in the like right at the start Jeez. of the fall. So there were people who had just moved to California of all places, had just like gotten houses or like you know found apartments or whatever and then not only do they not have a job there's no severance and like yeah that's pretty fucked up but you know that's that kind of thing happens and telltale was just big enough to shine a spotlight on that happening you know i'm sure that happens all the time everywhere there was a whole thing um last year about um sexual harassment at riot i think there were several sexual right. harassment cases, and because of the employment contracts, uh, they those cases were uh, relegated to private mediation with a mediator that Riot Games had uh, hired themselves or something to that effect. So basically it was a closed-door process where um, nobody ever knows what happened, and it's a black box, and in goes the, the person uh, with these sexual harassment claims, and out comes some settlement and NDAs so that nobody knows what happened, you know? Right. Um, yeah. That kind of cloak and dagger stuff, that kind of like 
abuse of the rights of the worker and everything is just rampant in the video game industry. It sucks. Well, they take advantage of that passion. They know you, you know. Well, they know you know people in the industry. You love games, so hey, you know, exactly. if you really love yeah. this game, we got to make it good, right? We need you to work a little bit longer. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know you only sign up to work forty hours a week, but you know, you uh, you want you everyone to like this game, game, right? And th- and this is EA, man. Like this, you have no idea what this is going to do for your resume. This is going to open doors, man. You got to stick yeah. it out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And from what I've heard, like a company like CD Projekt Red has had a history of this kind of thing. Uh, yeah, kind of work did. ethic. And it, it's like their success probably only bolstered the notion that it's like worth it. Absolutely. So it's it's like incentivized for them to do this. And, and Witcher Three, like I have contrasted in my brain when I think about the Witcher Three, like the development of it, with like the sheer amount of money made, contrasted with the fact that when the game was released, the glass door was bombed by uh, uh was review bombed by workers there who like, you know, felt that the conditions are surrounding releasing Witcher Three were bad enough that they like mass negatively reviewed CD Projekt Red. Not that it really mattered because, you know, CD Pro- like CD Projekt Red stock has increased by something like 20,000%. But, yeah. Whatever. And I like that company and I like that game. Those games. But, yeah, I, w- I want to be able to like these, these companies that make these good games guilt-free. <laughs> but everything I hear... Yeah. Sometimes you hear the flip side of it, like the there's reportedly long crunch at <clears throat> Rockstar preceding Red Dead Redemption Two. But mm-hmm. a lot of those guys came out on Twitter and everything and said that like they they honestly wanted to work it and that it was something they were really passionate about. I mean, maybe that's different at a place like Rockstar that has the power to select the most passionate and the brightest and the best. I don't know. It would be nice if like these employees could choose to do that with like the safety net of being like unionized, you know? Yeah. Like, like you don't have to do that. That's just something you can choose to do. Yeah. I don't really think that unions tend to work that way though. Unfortunately. All right. Uh, onto the next dumpster fire of a topic. Uh, Warcraft three reforged. Did anybody here get that? Yeah. Other than Kurt, I know Kurt did. Yo, you got it. Yeah. Greg, I, I got it. I uh, I got it. I pre-ordered it when they first announced it at BlizzCon last year, or two years, or whatever the fuck they did. Greg, I got a bullet point of uh, of issues here. You want? Let's 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 see what you think about it point by point. All right. All right. The old Warcraft three client is gone uh, for online play. If you want to play online at all, you now have to start the game through Reforged. If you don't own Reforged, you're still forced to downloading it, including all the assets, but you're only able to play with the old graphics. That's weird. That's incredibly weird. I didn't know any of that. That's, yeah, that's I think, where most of this ire is coming from. Oh, like see, this... where most of my I mean, not, not just that. From. Like, that's that's one out of six <laughs> bullet points. I was like, Andy, I have a lot of ire I can get tell you about. All right. What's, what's your ire, Greg? So my ire is... That uh, they promised us a bunch of stuff. I had a list. I had a picture. I should probably see. It. I got new a UI, new in-game cinematic style, yes. plenty of quality we of life changes. We were supposed to get a bunch of like new quality of life stuff, like new cutscenes, everything. That was like they were like, 
everything's gonna look great, and we didn't get any of that shit. So, that's awful. Uh, the custom games, like, you can't, uh, no, this is you can't play custom campaigns? Yep, can't do our custom campaign. Me and Kurt, uh, you probably heard us when we talked about it a bunch. We played a, uh, we played this one custom game years ago, and you, uh, it was basically the entire Lord of the Rings game in Warcraft 3, or all, That's all awesome. three movies. And because of this, we cannot play that. Yeah, and the, and the, it's not just you can't play it on the new game, because they, they have removed the old client. Yep, so yeah, retroactively they have destroyed the ability to. I, they have retroactively removed. Uh, <laughs> I've, it's insane when I even say it. They've they retroactively update, removed the a feature. Game, right? Wait, sorry, what? I think if you like didn't buy the upgraded version and you just had like the old Warcraft three, I think you had to download like an update. Yes, yeah, yes. You you had to download it, including all the new graphics and everything. But you had to use the old graphics mode. The old <laughs> graphics mode, by the way, is not just vanilla Warcraft three. There's numerical. I'm kind of reading off a list here. There are a number of graphical changes and issues, one of those glaring being the absence of shadows. Um, <laughs> Welcome. There's there are um, no... So, I was going to say, have a good one. Retroactively going back and removing content that not only was in a game 20 years ago, but that people have been actively playing and like creating new content with for those 20 years. Like It just, it just absolutely boggles the mind. I, um... So, I'm a very big Warcraft, uh, player, like, Warcraft, uh, World of Warcraft, all that. I've, um, played Warcraft 3, and I, I haven't played, uh, the Reforged yet, but I've seen a bunch of, like, cutscenes and stuff. So, basically there's this one important event called, uh, the Culling of Stratholm, and mm-hmm. it's where one of the guys goes and kills a bunch of people and all this stuff. But, um, he kills a demon, and <laughs> in, uh, in the reg- original version of the game, he uh, when you kill him, he like turns into bats and explodes, and it looks really cool. But in Reforged, he just floats away. He just like literally, it looks like someone just <laughs> grabbed him and dragged him up. <laughs> Is there yeah. a little like hand cursor? <laughs> That's literally what it looks like. It's crazy. But, there are uh, no competitive ladders. There's no player profiles. That's crazy to me. You can, uh, I guess you can bring your, uh, your old account over. I, I actually don't know about that. But, uh, I would like to, uh, bring my stuff over if I remember my old account. At, at the time of this article that I was reading at, reading posted about three weeks ago, Warcraft 3 Reforged had a record low s- 0.8 score on Metacritic. Yep. <laughs> Uh, just browsing through some of the headlines before we started here, I, I've seen that uh, they've now responded with War. You can now get an instant, no questions free uh, refund for Warcraft Three Reforged in the first seventy-two hours of buying it. Like, but I mean, it's just crazy. Like, it's not just a. It doesn't. It's not just a bad game. It's not just a bad remake. But it, it literally, <laughs> like, retroactively breaks the old game too. That's insane. It is insane. I'm very interested about uh, BlizzCon this year with this. Because, uh... <laughs> oh, man. Basically, uh, wow, BFA was not good. Battle for Azeroth, it was definitely not good. The patches made it better, but in total it was 
awful. Uh, this was not good, so I'm I'm just wondering, like, what's going on with them? Like, what are they going to do in the end? I know uh, I saw a, uh... They're just going to give another half-assed apology like they did yeah, last BlizzCon, like, like they did after. Absolutely. I take full responsibility, and then everyone's like, you're forgiven. Yeah, exactly, they're going to show off, I'm sure they'll show off some Diablo 4 stuff, and I'll be like, oh, great. I saw, because uh, I, I follow them, or I follow a lot of that stuff on Twitter, the game updated recently, and I didn't even notice it, but uh, they updated one of the characters, uh, Lady Vaj, and she's a uh, Naga, and Nagas are basically uh, elves in the game that are just turning into like, uh, like snake people. And I guess they gave her like human ears, and they had to like update her model completely and give her new ears and all that stuff. No. <laughs> don't fuck with my snake lady. I agree, dude. Just don't. Pro- you should have just delayed it, and you know, not made a bunch of promises that you couldn't keep. Absolutely. You guys don't like remasters. Uh, it's wow. like just not that I'm not even remaster. remasters. I just uh, you know. I'd like, yeah, I'd like them to be remasters is all. I bet you don't have phones either. <laughs> I've been known to carry one around. You Speaking guys of not things... have human rights? Speaking of the things too expensive for us to afford, uh, NVIDIA is now competing with Google Stadia with the game of, like, streaming video games. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, this is a pretty compelling thing because Google Stadia... Uh, it sucks from I was like, is that even like <laughs> around? And, I think stop. And basically, no, it's still around. But the thing is, apparently, Google has not said a word about it in like two or three Yeah, months. they have basically like completely gone abandoned dark ship. Yeah, gone dark. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, what makes Nvidia's offer compelling is that it's five dollars a month. Um, and first of all, I'm saying compelling, but I have no need for this service because I don't really stream games like that or have an interest in it. But uh, it off it operates off games you own already. So with like Google, you had to actually literally buy the game again on the Google Stadia service. Whereas Nvidia, I think you can just link your library to it, pay Nvidia five bucks a month, and they'll let you stream the game. That's just the way it should work. Like that's that's what people would actually want, not to buy. That, the yeah, no, it the actually makes sense. Game. Like for people who need this this service, like yeah, just buy the game on Steam, and then you know you can play it anytime you want, or whatever. Or, like, even if you don't have a computer that can run it, you can still just buy it on Steam and then, you know, use NVIDIA's thing to stream it. So, I, I looked into this briefly, but, so it, it's not, like, running off your computer, it's it's running off of their service. It's in front of cloud. Right. Okay, off a of cloud. Yeah. Okay. Similar, okay. similar to Google Stadia, yeah. Uh, I think they, I mean... Theoretically, NVIDIA is probably even better at it because they probably like have in-house developmental graphics cards they're using for all this. You know, mm-hmm. they're literally a graphics card producer. So, is it streaming graphics? It should be exactly the wheelhouse. Anyway, I mean, if I ever get the need for that kind of thing, I might look into that because five yeah, bucks a month is pretty better. cheap for that service, and it's certainly way better than what Google's offering. <laughs> This happened a while ago, but we haven't really had a chance to talk about it. But Dan Hauser, the co-founder, vice president, and the creative lead at uh, Rockstar, has left the company. Um, why? I don't, why did he? I don't know if we know exactly why, other than um, 
he's been on basically an extended break for a year, and the speculation I was reading was that he's going into retirement. Like, he's just done. So, I don't know. I mean, it's really hard to tell at this point how it's going to impact things, but he was, like, the creative lead behind uh, um, the Red Dead Redemption series, the Bully series, I think. Well, I guess just Bully. Um, and literally all of the series. Grand Theft Auto games. Well, I think uh, at this point, Rockstar Games is going to announce that they're no longer making crime games. No more games about <laughs> crime. Dan Hauser was the criminal, and he was always advocating for crime. Oh, okay. Maybe they're going to uh, go back to that tabletop tennis. Yeah. That's the true passion. <laughs> it's that rumor, um, rumor circulating. I don't even know where it came from. Probably 100% false, but they're, they're going to do like a medieval game or something, or that was in the works. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I... I, might, I may have even brought that up on the podcast or something like that, but I, I read that a while ago. Um, yeah. I think that would be really interesting. I think that games like Kingdom Come Deliverance have shown that you can make a good game in that space, and I think Rockstar could make a great game in that space. I don't understand why those bastards won't just give me Bully 2 before I die. Yeah, I'm gonna make a bullying game nowadays, man. But that's the thing, though. Like, the the game wasn't about you playing as a bully. You, you were, uh, like, a fighter you were like a i was like i don't know dude i only played a little bit of that game and i bullied a bunch of nerds you can but that's the rockstar choice for you you know the the story story is about you sort of like uh not being a bully actually it's about about you being good to people or helping people bully too triggered (laughs) is it like a pun on school shootings as well (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yikes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's uh, okay. why I don't want any, you know, like school. Yeah. Type of games. I don't know. The, like well, the original they don't bully want is Columbine, very disconnected from reality. Was already a thing by then. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the original bully is really right. not. I might have shown you guys, but I definitely read at some point there was some Rockstar Insider leak talking about Bully Two and about why it hasn't been made. And basically, I think at some point they discussed it. It was like in the process of like the pre-planning, pre-production. Let's figure out how we're going to make this stage, and they couldn't figure out a way to make it um, different enough from Bully to be worth making. Right. They are limited in their thinking. I'll show. I'll show. I'll go over there. I'll show them what to do. Yeah, I'll you, tell them you, what to you do. take care of it. All right, boys. Hello, I am Evo twenty twenty. Evo 2020 lineup was revealed, and Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is back for the 20th anniversary. Kinda. Kinda. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, that's right. It's an eight-man invitational tournament, a Legends tournament. Still oh, pretty big though. I think it's tw- my yeah, boy Jay Wong's gonna be there. Um, I mean, of course. Uh, I think I, I think almost assuredly they're gonna announce something. Whether it's a HD release of MVC two or in a new MVC game, especially now Dude, that can you imagine, Marvel, I almost don't want them to do MVC two HD. Like, I I don't want them to touch it again. Like, 
I, I think we'll I would like up. a Steam version. Nah, if they just, just port it over, just, even if they, well, I mean, even if they just re-release the one that's on the 360, because that's an HD re-release. Oh, yeah, I'd be fine be. with that. I would um, love that. I would buy that that day, if it came out that day. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, they, they had the Marvel Ultimate Alliance game come out on the Wii, or on the Switch, rather, and that, that has X-Men characters, so, I mean, they, you know, they've made all their deals with Fox or whatever. So, I mean, they do own the characters to, I, I mean, as far as, you know, like X-Men and stuff. Which was, right, you know, the huge right. thing about Infinite, you know, no Wolverine in the cover, no Magneto, no Sentinel, no Storm, right. Cyclops. I think, I mean, if they're going to do it, time's now. I agree. Alright, last, last one. Everybody is pulling out of uh, GDC and other trade shows, I think, uh, due to coronavirus concerns. Everybody in, like, is, is EA, Sony, Kojima Productions... Like, if you go on Reddit, it feels like every day you'll find another big company is like, advise their employee, or has said they're not going to GDC and advise their employees not to go due to concerns about spreading the coronavirus and or capturing it, whatever. Yeah. And then PAX East, um, PAX East in Boston, it's right in my backyard, and it starts the 27th. Yep, and Sony has pulled out. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll just... Can you imagine, shut, like, shut my door they pulled out this week, too. Like, damn, or last week, even. That's pretty wild. I wonder... They spend, like, they... You, I'm, I guarantee you they spend... They have a team spending most of the time between GDCs figuring out the next GDC. So they've right. put a whole lot of money and a lot of work into, like, their trade show presentation for the last year, and they just had to cancel it. I think a lot of people were theorizing they were going to... You know, talk. I mean, obviously, you know, they only right, have so much time. But but the PS5, because I, I think a oh yeah, in some interview, they you know they said that the the PS5 schedule is going to be similar to the PS4's like release, and it was right around February when they started giving like price points and showing off more oh, stuff. Oh yeah, that would have been the perfect time. Yeah, but maybe they'll do like a um, or, you know, like the Nintendo Connect things or whatever, Nintendo Direct. Direct, uh, direct. Video. Yeah, they they did that for E3, right? Like they had their own PlayStation um, state of yeah, play. That's yeah. what they call them. They probably will do that. I mean, it, theoretically, they already have a bunch of presentation materials and everything ready for GDC, so might as well, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll see though. It's completely off the wall, but like, is it crazy to think that something like this? Plus, compounded with the sort of lackluster direction that uh, like events have been going, gaming events could could be like actually detrimental to the future of these sorts of events. Is that is that? Um, do you guys think that's like that 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 doesn't make sense? No, I mean, I think I think if a bunch of companies pull out this year. And then find that their stuff was announced just fine. That their their numbers, the numbers they look at, all look more or less the same or even better. Then I, I think definitely they might like take this as an opportunity to like reevaluate how much money they're spending towards going to trade shows. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it's already happening with E3. You know? Yeah. I mean Nintendo pulled out several years ago. Uh, then Sony pulled out, and Nintendo's still there, of course, but. Yes. You know, they they're not on the stage anymore. They do Yeah, having a presence at the at the conference is different from having like a uh, an event at the conference. Exactly. Like a, a conference itself. Or wait. I, 
Though I mean, the way I the way I yeah. see things going personally is like, I think most companies are going to just start drifting towards doing their own version of the direct. And if they show at trade shows at all, it'll be when they have good opportunities for people to actually get their hands on games and play them. You know, because why else are they there? Other than you know, there's there's something I I understand to be said if you're an actual industry insider like a developer or whatever, that those events are great networking events, whatever, but, you know, most industries have those as well behind closed doors. I think probably the gaming industry does as well. It's probably be an interesting GDC to look at when everything's said and done to see who actually made it. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. I don't really, who, uh, who, I'll who be honest, I'm... I'm I'm too low brain to pay much attention to GDC, you know, because GDC is a lot more about like the actual development of games and like, you know, a little bit more people talking the about industry. the in- exactly. And E3 is just junk food. That's why I like yeah. E3. Yeah, we we don't watch E3 for like the the uh, impressiveness of the content anymore. We mm-hmm. watch it for the for the memes, basically. All right, fellas. That's all I got on the news. Anybody else got anything? Uh, I have one thing. Maybe, all right. probably John, maybe Flask, the only people that care about this. Hello. But uh, I saw on Twitter uh, earlier today, they announced a Samurai Jack game. Hmm. Ooh, cool. And it is a, basically it's a hack and slash game. Hmm. Uh, cautiously I... optimistic. It looks pretty cool. Not even, actually, just cautious. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to check it out. Because, you know, it's like a... It's going to be a cartoon game. I do like Samurai Jack, though, so... I must shamefully admit that I've never actually seen Samurai Jack. Oh, it's good. Like, I feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah, I definitely... I should uh, at some point. I would... Yeah, I'd give it a full recommendation. You know, sometimes you're like, oh, you gotta you sit through the first season or whatnot. No, I, I think it's... I think it's good all the way through. I mean, I'm a fan of uh, I'm a fan of Gendy Tartakovsky. I like his other stuff. I'm a fan like of it. It was nice that I they got all the final season, but also it was you know only so many whatever they had small amount of episodes, so it is a little rushed at the end. But it was mm. still better than the cliffhanger that was there before. Oh okay. I should yeah I need to give it a watch at some point. Five seasons, I believe. Episodes. Um. I have no idea. 50? 60? 70? 80? 90? Thousands. Not that many. It's not One Piece. Oh, my God. I'm going to start watching that. Never. Never, ever, ever. Just uh, just read One Piece. Don't watch it. I'm not doing that. Anybody else got any news to bring up? No, no, I don't believe I do. Oh, yeah, that was it I think, that's, uh, I think that's a good end of the episode right there. I think we're ready to, you know, I'm going to What about our viewer questions? Well, <laughs> I don't know if we want to do those. But they're viewer questions, Andy. Without the viewers, we are nothing. You can't ask right. them to give questions and then be like, nah, I'm not reading your questions, I hate you. Let me, let me, let me, let me ask a question to the producer. Are these Hello. actual questions submitted by viewers, or are these discussion topics to fill time? Uh, Got them. 
look, man, you're going behind the curtain here, okay? I don't want to. I don't want to call out our viewers or not viewers, as it were. <laughs> you don't want to call it yourself. Look, man, uh, come on, man. I think we got a I'm bunch of good the questions there. Uh, I think that we can either tackle that now or we could tackle that next week, and I'll leave it up to the King of Keely to decide. Come on, the the thing. The questions at the bottom, yeah. Uh, no. I, I want it to be real. I want real viewers to give us real questions. <laughs> well, viewers, I, I think some of those are good. Uh... right now and fucking throw some questions at me, I'm going to scream oh. like I've never screamed before. I think some of those are good discussion, discussion points, but we're getting close to an hour and a half. I think it's uh, uh, a good point to call it an end to it if you're fine with it. Our producer. I checked out already. Look, I'm just the producer here. I don't... You know. Yeah, I've looked at these. We'll save them. They're good, but you know, I could go on. All right, cool. Well, uh, thanks everybody for um, listening to the Broken Campfire. If you've listened to it for eight, eight episodes by now, you're probably one person, and it's probably me. But just in case you're not me, <laughs> or my mom, please tell your other friends about it. Tell Greg's mom about it. When you a friend when you when you follow Greg on Twitter, would you follow do it at, 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 at Garkwin ninety three? Hell yeah! I'm so happy you remembered. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember my own, my own Twitter. Look, Greg, it's my job, right? Uh, follow Greg at, at Garkwin ninety three and tweet him. You know, tell him what you think about the podcast. Tell him to listen to the podcast. I do not want Greg's Twitter to be my filter for viewer response. <laughs> I'll have you know, I have... Have you even seen my Twitter? It's pretty I've, hot. I've looked at it. It's pretty uh, high quality, dude. <laughs> I haven't looked at it. And now I'm realizing that I probably should if I'm plugging it every episode. <laughs> um, but before you look at Greg's Twitter... Why don't you send us an email at brokencampfire at gmail.com and tell us your favorite fast food, what you think about Subway. Ask us questions about games, stuff that you want us to talk about. Um, you know, It's a video game podcast. It, it's, it's technically a video <laughs> game podcast. We did a lot of video gaming today. Yes. Yeah. And most importantly, check out our YouTube uh, page where uh, youtube.com slash brokencampfire where... We have an ongoing Fatal Frame series that... I heard they're um, still killing ghosts to this day. Yeah, like, the yeah. thing is, I keep promising the viewers that there's going to be another video released, and uh, every time, Flask makes a liar out of me. Don't you know how fucking hard it is to take pictures of things that are dead, that don't even exist anymore in reality in the mortal realm? They're, like, you, translucent? Yes, that, that sounds extremely difficult. I, I can sympathize yeah. with that. They're always teleporting around, zooming about without a care in the world. And I'm supposed to be snapping away. Personally, I think getting uh, Craig in on one of our World of Horror sessions wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. That'd be funny. Uh, I'd like to see uh, us possibly flask when we do Resident Evil, you know, three years from now. <laughs> I oh, do yeah, want to cool. do it. It's been busy, okay? Jeez. Listen, I'm gonna die of the coronavirus, so we need to. <laughs> I guess I gotta need, get in there quick. Yeah, you gotta hurry this up. All it right. Ain't got much long. 
Uh, last thing, uh, on the reel though, if you do enjoy the podcast, we, we do appreciate, uh, any kind of constructive feedback you can give us, send that to the email, um, rate us on iTunes, please just, uh, make sure that we get higher than your favorite podcast on the iTunes chart. And, uh, last but not least, I'm going to throw the ball over to our veto brain, John. Can you please uh, close out the episode for us? Or wait, tell us how Vito would close out the episode. Oh, that's perfect. How would Vito close out the episode? Uh, hey guys, hope you had a great time uh, listening to the show. My name's Vito, and uh, make sure to stop by next week. Uh, we're going to be doing a lot of good stuff, a lot of fun stuff. You also got to add you uh, that there, you're going to be there, dude. You're going to be there, but then you're going to cancel last minute. I'll be there. That was uh, Vito. Thank you for taking us out 